everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast. Here we are, season two, and my episodes keep getting better and better. And it's all because of my fans that you guys support, like, comment, and give me some great feedback where I can keep improving my show. So thank you to all of you. Um, let's grab a snack, let's grab a beverage, sit back, and listen to the amazing guest for this week on the Excuse Me podcast. See you on the other side. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicky Guerrero. And this week, guys, on the Excuse Me podcast, I have a guest that I have been waiting for to be on my show for almost a year. And I saw him face-to-face -face at AEW, and I was like, I'm going to get him, and he's going to be on my show. And so he said yes, and I'm very happy. Everyone, please welcome the newly signed AEW superstar, Mr. Leo Rush. Hi. Hey, Vicky. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm great. I am so happy to have the man of the hour on my show. I mean... It definitely feels like it's time to do an interview with Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> so, oh, thank you, Leo. Uh, I'm excited. And the queen of me was getting ready to shout in the hallways with you if you were going to say yes. So yeah. I'm always obliged to have everyone say yes to me. I know that you're a busy man. And just to have my guests, um, you know, get to know my fans and my fans to know my guests, um, I'm just going to give a little bit of synopsis of all the things that you do. Uh, first and foremost, you're a husband and a father, uh, you're a professional wrestler, and uh, you've been in many companies like New Japan Pro Wrestling, Lucha Libre, Triple A, uh, WWE, and now you are newly signed with All Elite Wrestling, and you are a musician. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I feel like I'm doing a lot of cool things and I'm able to you know, have a healthy balance of everything um, at this point. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm doing a lot right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about your family, which um, I, I saw, I did some researching and your wife, Sarah Green, is just beautiful. <laughs> and um, your kids are gorgeous. And we're going to talk about your, your uh, being a musician. And then also, we're going to talk first about All Elite Wrestling, because that's the big news that's going on, because you're newly signed. Um, now you were the Joker at Double or Nothing this year, uh, which was a surprise guest uh, during the men's match. How was that for you? I mean, the, the opportunity alone was uh, was amazing. Um, you know, I was I was in a point in my career where I was looking for opportunity. Um, you know, I was looking for uh, you know that that right platform to you know showcase what I can do. Um, and it was amazing that, you know, Tony Khan, you know, reached out to me and he wanted me to be the, the surprise Joker. Cause I don't think a lot of people were expecting me to be the Joker at all. Uh, I speak in the audience. Yeah. It was a great surprise. Yeah. So it was cool. It was, it was really cool. I mean, I was, I was nervous in ways that I, I haven't been nervous in, in, in so long, uh, just because, you know, I had no idea what people would think. I didn't know if people were going to be excited or disappointed. I know there was a lot of names being thrown around like around that time um, with all of the like WWE releases and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of shaking in my boots a little bit until, until my music hit, which I made myself, which it was even crazier. Um, yeah, I was, it, it was an exciting moment for me. Now let's know you had a great appearance. I mean, you, you did a great job. Now, after the pay-per-view, there were some news press releases that um, that you told Tony Khan that you're going to retire after you you appeared on our TV. Is that is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that is uh, that is one hundred percent true. So, did he say, "Hey, Leo, I want to sign you tonight," or was it like y'all just had y'all didn't talk for a while after the pay-per-view, and then you know you. How did that come about to where Tony Khan knew that you weren't going to, you know, be available after the pay-per-view to sign? Um, oof, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such a real moment um, that, you know, never in a million years did I think that I was going to be in, a, in that position. Um, you know, I went into that night with the intention of, you know, 
having a good match, coming out of that match and, you know, hopefully getting some praise from, from Tony Khan and him wanting to sign me. Uh, and, and that was the case, um, you know, regardless of what happened in the match, um, you know, when I came back in the, and, and, and Gorilla, he had offered me, um, he had offered me a deal uh, right there. Um, and of course he, he let me, you know, have some time to think on it and, and you know, obviously with terms and, and, and all of that. Um, but he did offer me a deal that night and um, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. But with, now I didn't know exactly what happened to me in the match. Um, I just knew that there was something really wrong. Uh, and I, it, yeah, well, I was, I was freaking out. Um, explain that, explain that Leo. What, what, what was it for the fans that so, haven't watched the match that can go back and watch it again? Yeah. What was, what was that experience? What happened? Yeah, and I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's crazy because uh, this is kind of my first time talking about this. And, um, you know, I had a lot of time to think on it, but I, I ended up separating my AC uh, during the match. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't in the beginning of the match. It was kind of, it was kind of midpoint. So when it happened, um, you know, I was still wrestling. I was still doing my thing in the match. Um, and it wasn't until I got eliminated and, you know, I, I already knew I was just going to lay there and soak in the moment and just, you know, try to try to be there and, and, um, you know, realize what I just did. Uh, so I did that. But when I tried to get up, my arm just wasn't moving at all. It was like something was broken <laughs> from whatever happens to my brain, to my, to my arm. It was, it was such a crazy feeling that I would never forget. Um, you know, I, I was an athlete my whole life. I've been an athlete my entire life. Um, I've had injuries before. Um, you know, I've broken bones and my pain tolerance is pretty high. But yeah, that was such a, a weird thing, not being able to, to get up. And um, I remember calling somebody uh, to me and I, I said that I couldn't move my arm. Um, so they helped me get up and they walked me to the back. Uh, and that, that's when I actually was talking to Tony because um, nobody, you know, nothing was, nothing physically happened in the match that would have made you think that I would have gotten hurt. I so, didn't think you were hurt watching your match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Tony, you know, I was just trying to focus on Tony. I wasn't even telling him about my arm. I thought it was just like, I was going to go put some ice on it. You know, I was going to be fine. And that was going to be it. I thought, you know, I just hurt my arm a little bit. Um, but when I went to the trainer's room, uh, they were trying to do some tests on me and I literally couldn't lift my arm and they said that I needed to get an MRI. So, um, yeah, I waited, uh, flew back to LA and, um, got the MRI and they, they showed me the x-ray and the MRI and they showed the, the separation and the possibility of might need to get surgery. And I mean, all of that going through my head, <laughs> like, I'm like, man, I, I might have to get surgery. <laughs> Like I just debuted on AEW and it was such a, a real thing that, you know, I just didn't think was going to happen. Um, so yeah, it was a lot to deal with in that moment. It, that had to be like a, such a, all the emotions of the adrenaline and the excitement that, you know, and Tony talking to you, I mean, he's so enthusiastic as it is when he talks, you know, and he's, he's like the biggest fan. And I mean, for you to go to LA and find it that it was separated um, was that when you decided that maybe you should just retire or how did that come about? Because we were, I was ready for you to come back, you know, and no one knew exactly what was going on. So, I mean, how was that? Did you have the surgery? I mean, was, did you say that this is your time to step away since you were hurt? I mean, how was that coming about with the press releases that were going on? So during that time of me, uh, of me debuting on AEW, and I know my, at the time, I, I mean, my wrestling career, uh, you know, viewed by the, the casual fan or, or anybody who's following my career, it was, it was up, it was, it was up and up, you know, I was, I was, you know, all over the, the, the country with, with independent promotions. And um, I was with New Japan, I was doing a lot of stuff with New Japan. And um, I just finished up with MLW and, and AAA and, you know, it was, it was a lot, but um, I was also going through a lot of personal things during that time too. 
And um, uh, a big part of that was me, I don't know, uh, part of it was financial because of the, the huge hit that me and my family took with being released from WWE. Um, and, you know, trying to find like consistent work without being under a uh, contract. And, you know, I have kids, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm married. Uh, I was having a baby, my wife was pregnant. Um, so it was, a, it was a lot of things that, I, that was going through my mind and, you know, me being me and, and just believing in myself so much, um, you know, I, I've also been uh, doing music for so long um, well, not for so long, but for, for some time now. And um, it was it was me kind of, you know, taking a bet on on me moving in a direction that I thought that I was capable of moving uh, in the music industry and, you know, um, letting that kind of be a source of income while also allowing me the time to be with my family, be with my wife, be with my, my you know, my newborn. Um, because I got, for me, you know, I never really got that opportunity to be the dad that, I, that I've always wanted to be because I, I kind of got pushed uh, in the wrestling world like pretty quickly. And that was around the time that I had my first son. Um, and then when I had my second son, I was with WWE. So I definitely wasn't as home as um, I wanted to be. I can account for that. They never, you never home when you were WWE. Yeah. And then, you know, with being released from WWE and having to work during the pandemic, now I have to work, you know, twice as hard, twice as much to try to, you know, make up for the money that um, that I need to make uh, for me and my family. So I, I was definitely not, you know, home. And it was it was just getting it was it was a lot. And I, I saw I saw where my life was going um, and I didn't want it to be like that. And it was a hard choice between you know, signing a contract uh, with AEW and, you know, along with the frustrations that I've had, you know, just from the wrestling business in general. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of everything. It was a, it was a lot of me kind of giving it up. Um, it was a lot of me believing in myself with other ventures that I had in mind. It was a lot of me putting my family first. Um, it was a lot of uh, being selfish. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot that I just wasn't expecting. I, I, was, I just wasn't expecting to think this way in that, that short amount of time. I, I had to think about a lot. Um, and it was such a split decision. It was, it was a decision that you know, if I would have took that contract during that time in my life, I feel like it could have affected me and my family a lot. Um, yeah, so it, it, it came down to, do I want to try to, you know, work on being, you know, the family man that I want to be and, you know, kind of saving my family's relationship and, and stuff like that, or do I hurt my personal life even more and take this contract but it might you know work out in the end financially but by the time I, it works out financially what does the personal life look like so it was a it you know it was a lot weighing on me so i decided to walk away i decided to uh i decided to not take the contract um and i decided to do things on my on my time and in my way and hopefully you know having that work out. But, um, you know, during that time, I found out a lot about myself. I learned a lot about myself. I learned, uh, I, I started to get a grasp of how much of an influence that I've had on, on the wrestling world um, in a way that I just didn't realize, you know, starting off at 18 years old and just being so focused and so I need to go forward. I need to move forward. I need to move forward. I, I never really had that time to sit down and think about anything. And I think this injury, you know, it forced me to sit down. It forced me to think. It forced me to stop and, you know, figure out where I want to go, what, I, what I'm trying to do, who I'm doing it for. And uh, there's, there's a bigger picture here than just wrestling. And um, yeah, I that's, why, you that's why I'm back. 
I mean, that, that's such an admiration of maturity, you know, because um, as, as us, as wrestling professionals, you know, of course the money is always going to be something that's attractive, um, but money is the root of all evil. I really believe because I've been through a lot of phases where you, you've had money, we've lost it and then you get it again. And you have to find your own happiness when you look in the mirror because you're, you're the only person that has to wake up in the morning and go to bed at night with a peace in your heart. And I find that so admirable of you that you were able to put yourself and your family first because you only get your family one time in life. And yeah, exactly. Going through life with Eddie, you know, that is such a testament from you that I just grew a, a greater respect for you because I never knew that about you. And that's, that's such a great message for a lot of kids that are coming up in the wrestling world to think, oh, I just want to get that contract because there's so much more in this business than just a contract, you know, and that paycheck. Um, so with that being said, did you have the surgery or did you heal naturally or what was that next step that when you decided to come home? Yeah, I, um, I ended up uh, flying to Maryland. Uh, there was a, um, a facility there that, you know, there's this doctor uh, who, you know, I've been hearing about and the stem cell procedure, that's like a new procedure that's being done for, uh, for a lot of athletes that, you know, that can kind of save them from having surgery. So I went to, I went to this doctor in Maryland. Um, I, I got a stem cell procedure done. Um, and then I rehabbed, I rehabbed every day, uh, five days a week, um, for the past four months. And yeah, I, I, I avoided surgery. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's such a blessing in itself. No. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, just that, that journey, that process, like alone of, you know, having to, I mean, just everything got put on hold. Um, everything just stopped. And, you know, what was most important was, you know, getting my shoulder, uh, right. And, you know, in the process of that, you know, I healed a lot mentally. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So what was the time process of, from rehabbing your, your shoulder and then you got signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, correct? Yeah. So did that come before AEW signing? Yeah, that came, that came before, that came before. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was such a cool thing. Um, yeah, it was a really cool thing. Wow. And so now you're signed with All Elite Wrestling. And um, it, it's when I saw you, you, you looked truly happy. And I think you're, you're going to be such a great fit backstage because the diversity and all the talent that's back there. What were you thinking? I mean, because I saw you standing there a lot, you know, in the hallway just watching. Yeah. What, what is your mindset of all the talent that you see in the men's locker room like? I mean, what, what kind of feelings did you have? Like, who's your target? Like, who are you telling Tony? Like, yeah, this is the guy that I want to go against. Like, what are those emotions that you had? I mean, so (laughs) the feeling was so crazy because it feels like, like visually being back in a stadium uh, and seeing the backstage area like that, it it was kind of trippy because it was reminding me of WWE in a lot of ways. Um, But the overall feeling was just completely different like I didn't feel any hostility I didn't feel any I didn't feel any um you know stress or anger in the air uh it felt it just felt good it felt good um you know and you know even seeing guys that I was in you know the locker room with in WWE you know some guys that I might not have had a close connection with uh in WWE but to see us all here um, in this environment, I think it shows common ground. And I think it, it kind of uh, it eases that tension up a little bit. And I think that that's so healthy for even the people who haven't made it to WWE. I think it's healthy and good to see that interaction with us. And um, I think it's cool to be in a locker room full of people that are hungry. I mean, you know, this is this is what a lot of guys and girls have been waiting for their entire lives, you know, you know, having another alternative to, to, to WWE and AEW being the place that everybody wants to be. I think it's uh, it's really cool to 
to want to work with people who want to put their all into everything that they're doing. So it's, it's a good feeling. Let, let me ask you something. So uh, the girls and I were having a meeting with Tony Khan and Tony's very accessible backstage as you can, as you oh, can yes, see. Oh, yeah. And which is our very, we shared the same experience back in WWE where you had to wait in a line for two hours to get yeah. to the big man's office for a two minute conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I saw you behind us and you know we were having our meeting and then we left and then I saw you walk in. Were you surprised at how accessible Tony Khan is? Because it's quite the um, just a relief, you know, as far as a superstar's mindset that you can actually, you know, go into the office, knock on the door, you see his door open, you can just walk right in. Like that's something that's very um, it was different for me. I'm like, I can actually walk in Tony's office and like talk to him. Like, how was that for you? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was cool. Like I, I was talking about this the other day, but I just can't believe that Tony's our boss. Like. I can't believe it. I mean, he's such a cool, he's such a cool guy. He's a good dude. Like he is, it's, it's amazing to have somebody in charge who's hungry and passionate about the same things that the people performing are. And he gets uh, so excited when he talks yeah. to you. Like I just get big and it's yeah, kind he's, of hilarious. He's he's amazing he's amazing and i i'm so appreciative of tony i'm so grateful for tony i'm so grateful for what he's doing for the for the wrestling world for you know even for you know i think he's making he's making the boys like fans again i think you know i think it's very easy to um to have it be just a job like, especially when you're in WWE and I don't want to speak for everybody, but for, at least for me, like it got to a point where it just felt like a job. Like I felt like I, I wasn't a fan of wrestling anymore. I felt like, I felt like I wanted to get away from it as far as possible when I wasn't wrestling. Um, but, but, but being, you know, with Tony and being with AEW, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, this is the most excited I've ever been. I mean, I feel like I'm learning how to, you know, that feeling when you're wanting to be a professional wrestler and you're learning and you're going to training every week. And, you know, I feel like that again. I can't wait to be on TV every week. I can't wait to be in that locker room. I can't wait to, you know, I just can't wait to be back in front of fans. Um, And this time, wrestling on tv because you know a lot of the time in on in wwe on raw i wasn't wrestling so uh, i'm excited well let me tell you leo i was a fan of yours with your promos i mean and i read that kevin hart is an influencer on how you would present your promos and your attitude and uh, even like your verbiage um i have to give you quite the compliment because i love when you came out and did your promos because you were so natural uh, your eyes lit up. I mean, you drew me in to what huh. you were going to say. Um, I know that in WWE things are scripted, but you brought your own flavor and your own style and it showed. And I just want to compliment you publicly because, you know, me being a, a promo girl, like there's very few people that I will gravitate towards, you know, me like, oh, I'm going to sit here and watch this. And, you know, you worked with great, you know, superstars, you know, with your promos. And I just, it was amazing, you know, and I think you're going to have a lot of uh, fun at AEW because now we have our own, you know, creative freedom to say what we want and how we want to say it. And so I, I want to welcome you really because I, I want to see what you're going to do now with your promos. I think you're just going to have a blast out there. No, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm glad, um, you know, even I'm, I'm grateful for my time in WWE as, as well. You know, it wasn't always, you know, bad, I, yeah. you know. And some of those, some of those moments, you know, put me in a position where it forced me to have to learn how to do something. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I was never really a promo guy before. Really? Um, and I think being thrown to TV in that position, you know, week after week, it, it kind of forced me to, uh, really hone in on you know my promos and really study and really you know I was writing and recording and you know putting out promos on my social media every day 
every day. You know, there wasn't a there wasn't a time where I wasn't cutting a promo or like hopping on a live stream and like talking to my fans, but playing that character. So yeah. just, so can, just so I can learn how to like improvise and and be like witty. So, um, you know, I enjoyed it a lot, and I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, be on TV and and take what I've learned in WWE as far as you know talking in my promos uh and on top of that being able to to wrestle and perform in the ring at the same time i think it's going to be i think it's going to be really cool i'm excited so you talk about being out of your comfort zone which um i wanted to ask you was your music career during your wrestling career or is this something that you just started uh recording your songs was this after wwe's release or was this something you've been doing all your life so um so i i grew up in a family filled with uh, musicians and, and recording artists and stuff like that. My parents were recording artists and musicians. They were um, gospel my, singers, right? My, my parents were gospel singers. They got nominated for like Stella Awards in the past. And I would uh, I would tour with them when they were like singing on boats and, and, and ships and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was always around music. Um, you know, my sisters played instruments too. So um, I just went the athletic route. Um, but I've always, I've always had an interest in it, but, uh, when I had some time on my hands, uh, when I was kind of sitting at home for eight months, <laughs> when I was in WWE, um, I, I decided to, you know, start making music. Um, it started off with me, uh, you know, being on a single with one of my friends from back home. Um, and then when we put that single out, I started getting a lot of like positive feedback of maybe I should, you know, keep you know, doing it to see where it goes. And I kept doing it and people kept liking it. So I stuck to it and um, yeah, I'm still doing it today. So uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. You know, um, I was researching a lot of your songs that you have on, you know, online. And um, it was, it was such, um, gosh, it was so incredible to listen to your words in some of your songs. I mean, you have uh, songs like uh, Best Thing Out and I Wonder. Those are two of some of your songs. And you did an album on May 11th, which was called Ever After, and another album on July 20th, which is right, I mean, y'all, you turned two albums really yeah, quick yeah. You know, to release, which is called The Final Match. Um, something that was really amazing is that your song called Oh My was really touching to me because that was God's voice, right? Talking to you yeah. and the way that, um, it was, it was such a cool song because I think everyone needs that song because he was reminding you not to lose your focus on what you wanted to do and how you also mentioned um, that there's only you and for people to stop, you know, copying you. You have such incredible, powerful messages in your songs. Um, that That's just inspiring to me. How has that journey been? Because that's kind of your way of, you know, expressing how you feel too especially being at home and you know yet all these emotions going on um are you did you write all your songs by yourself or did you have other help with other you know people writing for you no um i i actually i've written every song that i've put out uh so far um and i just like writing uh i i've, I've been writing ever since i was a teenager you know i used to write poetry so i just i just really enjoy writing um but yeah, it's, it is, uh, my music means so much to me just because I, I definitely feel like it's helped me um, cope with a lot of things. It's helped me express, um, you know, my emotions and, and um, it, it's helped me, you know, figure out a lot of things like about myself. Um, so that's why I just continue to do it because it feels like therapy to me. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, uh self you know satisfying so um yeah i really enjoy music I, I enjoy writing and and um yeah i think it just shows it shows my fans and people who want to know more about me or get to know me or uh understand like how i think or and you know not not all of my lyrics are always you know to the bone like like true like spot on but i like creating like messages and stories that are like relatable to to a lot of people not even just you know within my own situations it could be situations that i've witnessed in my life or 
you know, my friends that something that my friends are going through or, you know, I just, I just like, you know, relating to people in, a, in a different ways. Okay, Leo. So I want to ask you a question. Um, you said it was, when I did the research on you, uh, your bedroom growing up was above your dad's music studio. Um, being now the adult, did your parents want you to go into gospel music or was it, they were just like happy that you found your musical talent and that you were happy with what you were doing or was your mom like, you need to learn about Jesus. You need to sing about him. Like, were, they, were you pressured with that at all? No, actually, no, not, a, not <laughs> at all. And um, I'm so glad that it wasn't in that case because I just know a lot of people that are like that. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are like that, but I'm glad that it wasn't. Um, I think my parents were just, I mean, to this day, I think they're just so shocked that I'm even doing this because I think when I was younger, they've always, they've always tried to like get me in the studio to try to like be a part of a song with my sisters or with them, or my mom would always try to get me to sing at like family events or whatever. Um, so they're pretty, uh, I think they're just like blown away. Um, and I think, you know, with my dad, um, you know, he's always helped me out with my, my sports and, you know, he's always been like a coach uh, and a mentor to me uh, when it came to sports and stuff like that. So I think for him, um, this is something else that he can kind of, you know, give me advice on and help me and coach me with that he never thought, you know, he would have the opportunity to do that. So I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's, you know, I definitely think it's bringing my family, you know, closer together too. It's, it's, and it's creating other opportunities uh, for my family, even outside of wrestling. So it's a, it's a, it's a overall positive thing. That's amazing. Now, in one of your videos, your wife Sarah is in one of your videos, correct? Yes. And she, if y'all haven't looked up uh, Sarah Green, she's beautiful. I mean, you picked a beautiful woman to be a part of your life, you. and. Um, y'all just had a son together called, uh, named Milo. And I thought she was in the business. I thought she was like in the wrestling business or an actress, or I was like, oh my gosh, because there was, um, a video in WWE where they interviewed you outside, um, in reference to a match and her expressions. I mean, she worked the camera and I was like, oh my gosh, she wants to work with him. Like he, is she a manager? I mean, I want to give her a compliment publicly because, she works the camera really well. I mean, you might have something there, Leo. <laughs> no, yeah. So funny thing, really funny thing. Uh, so my wife was actually training to be a wrestler. Um, that's okay. that's when I met her. So she's um, she she was always you know interested in wrestling in general, um, but she's also done like modeling stuff in her in 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 the past, and she's also been a part of you know, uh, some movies in the past as, um, as like an extra and stuff like that. So, um, you know, she definitely has that showmanship, uh, skill. She's, I mean, she's, she's, um, she is preparing to, you know, be a stand up comedian at the moment right now, uh, because that's what she wants to, uh, that's been her dream like forever. And my wife is hilarious. So I can't wait. <laughs> I can't that's wait until she starts. Yeah. That's incredible. So speaking of family, um, tell me from other superstars that are trying to, you know, keep their family together and find that balance. How is it that you and Sarah were together to keep that balance? Because, you know, it's hard when you have kids and you talked about, you know, not having that time with your first two sons. Then now you're trying to, you know, do things right and, and be home for your kids and, and for Sarah too. What is that balance? What's that recipe that you when you come home off the road that you're like, okay, this is what I got to do. You know, what, what are the things that remind you or, or that you do to, you know, just take everything out of your life and just, it's about family. What, what is it that works for you? Um, I think, I think we just understand each other so much uh, for one. I think, um, I think, I think we, um, we communicate a lot. We're always talking. We're always having a conversation. Anytime, anytime we're together, we're making sure, you know, we're not on our phones and stuff like that. So we're always, um, we're always, uh, we always have that communication. Um, and that's, I think that's key to any, you know, relationship, any marriage is, uh, is communication. Um, so that helps out a lot. Um, you know, reassurance that, you know, we're a team. It's a, it's a team effort, you know, anything, anything that I'm doing, 
Uh, it doesn't happen without her, you know, playing her part and, you know, me playing my part, you know, uh, helps with what she's trying to do too. So um, I think just that reassurance that it's a team effort and we're, whatever we're doing, uh, we're doing it together. So um, it, it's, it, we have a nice little, you know, healthy uh, marriage. <laughs> so That's cool. I can't wait to meet her. She just, she has caught my attention and I'm just so happy for y'all. And just from having a blended family, which I, I came from and, and, and been a part of, um, I'm, I'm very, admi I admire y'all's, uh, y'all's work that y'all put into the family and it shows on your Instagram and on, you know, just all your photos. And I compliment both of you on, on bringing that to light. Um, what I want to talk about is we have some fans a lot of questions in, but I can only pick a few. So if y'all get your, your questions on air, I am sorry, but it's not my fault that Leo is popular. I'm just the vessel to get these questions to him. <laughs> okay, Leo. So here's one from um, Turner Broadcasting, which is uh, Jazz Jones 709 at Gmail. Uh, she says, good morning, Vicki. Um, I, I love your show. My question for Leo is, who are your dream opponents that you haven't faced already? My dream opponents that I haven't faced already. All right. Well, I definitely um, I took some uh, I took a few photos when I was uh, when I was backstage in, in in AEW, and one that stuck out to me uh, was um, Brian Danielson. Oh. Um, yeah, I I would love to to be in a ring with uh, with Brian. Um, I think I think we would have a really really good match, really good match. Uh, let me see who else. I guess I can go within like the AEW roster since I'm currently there. Yeah, this this just some some dirt up a little bit. Let's yeah, get, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. Conversation yeah. going. <laughs> for, for sure. Um, I I I need that one on one with Kenny Omega. I need it. I need it. Um, yeah. Just went straight up to the top, huh? Just. Just shut uh, all your choices up there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's anything that I do in life. I, I try to aim for the top. So, um, you know, I think I'm more than capable of uh, of having you know some some great matches with those guys. So, <laughs> so yeah, why not? Um, I, I, but I mean, even the younger guys, some of the younger guys that are a part of the uh, the roster, you know, guys like you know Dante Martin. Would love to to be in a ring with him. I feel like he's kind of that that guy that everybody's talking about with this uh this new age of high flyers. Um, There's a lot of them there. Yeah. So Dante Martin is definitely um, another guy that um, that I would love to be in the ring with. And I think I'm gonna cap it off with. Uh, I think it's only right to um, to have a match, but start it off with some promos with CM Punk. I think. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to be, I want to be in the front row for that one. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. She also asked, um, what is your favorite song of all your albums? What's your favorite one that comes to mind? So I really, I mean, I'm in, I'm in love with this, with this project that I just put out um, this past week uh, called Not Found. Um, it's a small EP, five tracks on it. And I, I love every song on there. Um, but one that I, that I really like, um, that I'm actually putting a music video out to uh, this week is Miss You. Um, that song is is really, really, really cool uh, to me. And I think it, it, it means a lot to me personally too. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like Miss You on my, on my latest EP, Not Found. Um, she also says, that, and lastly, your smile and laugh is so infectious. He always <laughs> makes my son laugh, whatever he does. And she wants to know, are you ticklish? <laughs> Am I ticklish? No. And if okay. you try, I will definitely amateur wrestle you. To the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another question from Broken AK. Uh, when will we see Leo Rush versus Dante Martin or even Leo Rush and Dante Martin as a team? Because that's funny you mentioned Dante Martin. So that's great that I picked this question. Y'all would make a great tag team together. No, yeah, no, yeah, we definitely, we definitely would. I think, um, I think Dante's super talented. Um, I mean, he's so young. He, he is better than I was when I was his age. So I can only imagine, I can only imagine where he's going to be uh, in the next few years. Did you know him personally before stepping backstage at AEW? 
Um, I act so funny thing. I actually met him and his brother um, when I was uh, signed to Ring of Honor, and they had to have been about 15, 16 years old at the time, and uh, they were fans of me, uh, and they um, they took uh, and one. <laughs> I think Dante sent me the picture and I'll have to find it for you. Um, but we, he took a picture with me at my, at my merch table. Uh, and I, I thought that that was crazy. I thought that that was insane. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. I think that that would be pretty cool if we end up doing something. Did you see Dante uh, we, when we, like, last week at AEW? Did you see him backstage? I did, I did, yeah. I told him, I told him his match was, was amazing. Um, you know, he, he knows that I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. So, yeah. That's, hey, we, we, if you start anything, if y'all become a tag team, you know, I get some booking residuals. Like, I'm, I'm making this stuff work here on my show for you. So, <laughs> remember me when you become, you know, yeah. the famous superstar in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here's from AJ Bellamy. He wants to know, do you know exactly when you want to retire from wrestling or do you have a goal of, you know, how long you want to be at AEW or, you know, he just wants to know like, what, what's your future right now with you going through everything right now? Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have a set, uh, a set, you know, time frame of when I would want to step away, you know, from wrestling, um, as far as entering, you know, competition, if that's what the question is, I think I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. I think it, it will come to a point where you know my body physically can't uh, take it anymore, <laughs> and um, you know, sense. I've always I've been so active. Like I said, I was I was an All American amateur wrestler, and you know what that takes is all year round, nonstop, and wrestling the best guys in the world. So. I think I kind of already came into professional wrestling beat up a little bit. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I don't know. I guess whenever, whenever my knees, you know, disagree with me uh, and um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, Red PG wrote in and asked, if you could pick a faction, who would it be in AEW? faction a faction and see this is hard because i'm i'm I, i'm usually a ride solo kind of guy <laughs> that's but, okay we, we yeah, can put yeah. it all out there right now like everyone yeah. that wants you to be in the faction he's gonna write solo guys <laughs> no 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 if i but if i you know if i were if i were to pick a, a faction i think i would want to build one myself um i don't i wouldn't want to be in one that's already a thing um, I think I would want to uh, build one myself, and I guess I would have to do some uh, recruiting, some uh, some studying and looking, get a better look at the AEW roster. So who knows? Maybe you know, week by week, I'll I'll see who I'm a fan of and who I want to work with, and try to make it a thing in the future. <laughs> Good to know. All right. So um, Adam McBride uh, wrote in and asked. What was the experience like talking to Tony Khan that you were going to retire after the pay-per-view experience, which you kind of went on that a little bit. Um, when did you realize that you'd like to return to AEW? Like what was, what was that one factor that you're like, um, I do want to be at AEW. I mean, regardless of everything, what was that first thing that attracted you to AEW to, to be back there? Um, well, AEW alone. I mean, I, you know, I, I always wanted to be uh, at AEW. Um, did I think that it was possible? Uh, I didn't, and, you know, there were certain points where I didn't even think that it was possible. Um, so just to be there alone and just have that opportunity to, you know, showcase myself in order to, you know, hopefully persuade Tony to give me a contract. <laughs> so I'm, I, uh, I'm glad that I had that opportunity. Um, but I think, you know, outside of, you know, wanting to be an AEW, I think the the main, you know, and it's so crazy because it's all stemmed from this injury. I think this injury was supposed to happen the way that it happened. Um, and I think the moment I realized that everything that I'm doing in life, uh, not even just with wrestling, but just everything that I'm, that I'm currently doing and the things that I want to do, once I started to realize that there's a bigger message here other like, than just wrestling, I think I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Like I couldn't, I could no longer 
um, deny it. <laughs> deny it. And I think I'm I'm in a I think I'm I've put myself in quite the position to do something pretty special uh, in the wrestling world that I think in my eyes hasn't been done. So I, I feel like I'm in my own little lane right now. And I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm aiming to accomplish something that's bigger than wrestling. And, you know, hopefully it'll like open doors for, for people who want to do the things that I, that I want to do in life. And hopefully it'll, you know, inspire people and motivate people to do more and, and push for things, you know, outside of, outside of wrestling. And yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm on the right path. That's amazing, Leo. Okay, we're going to have some fun rapid questions so the fans can get to know you on a personal basis. Um, who is the better cook, Sarah or you? Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Sarah. Uh, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, uh, my biggest pet peeve. Maybe this is just because I was born in like a military like family, but I hate when people don't look at me when they're talking to me. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird little thing, like a weird little tick that I have. Like it's so weird. I'm over me. here. I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that also shows honesty though, you know, when doing some acting classes. Like, if you didn't look at someone in the eyes, like my daughters, I thought they were lying to me. I'm like, you're, you're lying to me because you're not looking me in the eye. You know, and that was pretty much 90% of the truth of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, If you could change one thing in the world in the blink of an eye, what would that one thing be? Uh, okay. I'm, I would change wrestling politics. Okay, I'll, maybe I shouldn't have narrowed it down to wrestling world, but if it was wrestling world, I would. There's do, a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anything in the actual <laughs> grander scheme of things, let's see. Um, I mean, racism. Racism. I like that one. All right. And do you, do you classify a hot dog as a sandwich? No. <laughs> no. 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 It is meat between two pieces of bread. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Be all right. Maybe. You got to get on my side on this one. It is a sandwich. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. It's a sandwich. <laughs> but we'll fight about this in catering when they have hot dogs one day. Or if we ever find a hot dog, we'll like we'll have our own online fight about this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Leo, where can everyone find you for booking and appearances and give us your social media and also give us the information about where they can find your music and yeah, yeah put it out there. Um, if you want to follow me on my social media platforms, it's at the Lionel Green. That's on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, what else do I have? TikTok. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just joined TikTok. It's another world out there. I'm not as active on TikTok as I want to be, but I will be very soon. So just putting that out there, I will be active on TikTok very soon. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on all of those at The Lionel Green. Um, if you want to book me for any appearances, signings, music shows, uh, wrestling convention, anything, um, you can contact me at contact music by leo at gmail.com uh and then if you want to you know listen to any of my music uh you know all my link tree link um is definitely posted up on all of my social media accounts so just click on that uh you can see everything that i've released recently in the past um, it'll take you all to you know my spotify my amazon music my itunes my apple music everything so uh yeah Leo, you're such a talented man, and I'm so happy to call you my friend. And I'm so happy that you found your blessing of a beautiful family and that your career is once again blooming all over again. And um, I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm full of gratitude to share the backstage with you and welcome to AEW. And thank you for taking time out to be on my show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.
You're very welcome. And uh, we'll see you backstage. And um, I can't wait to hear your promos on AEW. Thank you. <laughs> All right. God bless you. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Okay, guys, that's the episode with Leo Rush. Thank you, Leo, for taking the time out from your busy schedule of making some awesome music and also debuting on AEW, which I encourage everyone to watch us on Wednesday nights on Channel TNT for AEW Dynamite, as well as AEW Rampage on Friday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And you guys, thank you so much for all your support, for the downloading, the liking, the the clicking, the commenting, the subscribing, everything you guys are doing. I am just so blessed and grateful because we are creeping up on season three. So thank you, everyone. Keep supporting me, and we will see you next week on the other side. Excuse me!